For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Johnny McEwen. different than usual here on the podcast. Over 20 episodes now, and I've covered lots of facets of sport. I've talked results, I've talked champions, runners-up, straight-up losers. I've talked baseball, basketball, golf, football. I've talked about the structure of leagues, personalities in the game, worldwide superstars to draft picks of the future. But today, it's widening the lens out even further than that. The guest that joins me today is Max Michael Miller, Max is an actor and musician based in New York, New York. We went to university together, and there's very little that I don't enjoy talking about with my friend Max. All my previous guests on the show have been big fans or experts in certain sports. Max will take no such credit. He wouldn't call himself an expert in sport. We both studied acting together at university, and Max's minor was ancient history with a focus on Greco-Roman culture. And in today's episode, Max will share some of his expertise in that as we talk about the origins of sport, what it means to be a sports fan, and how sports have been prevalent in human life for thousands of years. The all-American Brit philosophical coffeehouse is wide open today, and ultimately, me and Max get into an investigation, if you will, as to whether or not anyone can really say the phrase, I don't like sports. And that's where our conversation starts. Here is my chat with Max Michael Miller. Have you ever used the phrase, or more importantly, have you heard the phrase, I don't like sports? I have used the phrase and I have heard the phrase. I, I have said it, which is, uh, it's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, I think everyone at some level loves sports. And I have some statistics on that, if That's, you would like to hear them. I, I'm desperate to hear it because I, this, is, this is what the crux of today's conversation is about. Is I don't think that anyone can actually not like sport because it is a, it's a human instinct. It's, it is. It's for... deeper than just, you can say, I don't like organized sports. That's a correct statement. You can say, I don't like certain sports. But I, what, what I'd love to get in today is how, how wide ranging sport is. So what's your, what's your first thought when, when I say the word sport? I think of game. I think of pastime. I think of people. Hmm. And society is what I think of. I think that for thousands of years, sports have been around and they're never going to go away. They're a way of unifying people. 
people can say they don't like sports, but I think everyone, I think you'd be, it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that says they've never watched the Olympics. Hmm. There's 328.2 million people in the United States. And how many of those people do you think have said that they watch a live sports content at least once per month? Um, once a month, a lot. Uh, 80 million, 100 million? You're not too far. It's, it's 154.4 million. Hmm. So that's, I did the math for you. It's, that's Thank about you. 47%. And it's incre- they suspect that it's increased in 2020 because everyone was home. 154 million, you know, people say, well, it's only 50% of the country, but that's 154 million is more than the UK and Canada combined. It's more than all of Mexico. So many people in the United States watch, watch sports. The dictionary definition, the first thing that comes up when you type in sport is to amuse. It's to mm. amuse oneself. That's the origin of the word is to entertain oneself, to amuse. And so uh, when I think of what, when, what you said as well, when you think of sport, you think of games as well. A sp- but what, what's the big difference between a sport and a game? Uh, I, I think the biggest technical difference is the exertion of physical activity. You know, a game is a table game. But a sport is, you know, something running, jumping, leaping, whatever else. Yes. But here's here's my point. I think that even games on the very simple level of sport, have you ever left a game of Monopoly not feeling exhausted? I mean, exhausted. It's a, it's a physical activity in some sense. You've got to build the little houses, turn them into hotels. Even a mental agility to perform in any game. That's true. I mean, the, I think the, when you compare sports and games... Sports require split-second decisions, and there's this whole argument, we have had it, you and I, of whether golf is a game or if it's a sport. Mm. Because, I mean, you can argue that that golf, you know, your physical prowess that you need to have, and in that stroke, and in the putting, and the chipping, there is split-second decisions, and there's things, but there is time in between, like baseball is not, you need to have split-second decisions, football is like that, and this feeling of, of of doubt of of wanting to win and it's all about winning hmm. in any of these games or sports. So now so now we get into competition. Competition is an interesting one especially without within our generation. I feel like with our generation I feel like there's been less of a drive toward competition and we've always and you uh, from a young age you learn that you know competition is healthy and all of that but we're from a generation that's been told you know you everyone's special you put your mind to something you can you can do it i'm never going to be a center in the nba even if i put my mind to it 150% but there is something important about competition what what do you remember of being a kid and playing sports because i remember when i p- was playing basketball actually I took a ball right in the face and I've worn glasses my whole life and my glasses fell on the ground and they broke and everyone kind of chuckled and there was like a weird murmur and I had this horrible pit and drop and stomach feeling that I can I can feel it right now as I'm talking about it. Oh, I feel it. Yeah. Do you think that some people have had uh, an instinctive bad kind of feeling when it comes to sport from a childhood experience? My experience with it, the reason why I think that my not liking sports, it stems from just the phrase that I always heard when I was a kid was, catch it, Miller. 
Like, <laughs> I, I sucked at sports, every single sport I sucked at. And I'd get made fun of in the locker room. I wasn't popular because I sucked at sports. So yeah, there is a grudge I, I held for a very long time against sports. And I used to love baseball, but when I didn't make the team in high school, I... I stopped watching for a, for a really long time because I felt so disconnected and not accepted. Right. I, you know, it's a, it's a funny one with sport because I think that people have a immediate reaction. I think it's partly because if they're good at it or not is a huge factor. Like people like to do things that they're good at. That's an obvious thing. I like, I'm probably an anomaly because I like too many sports. Like I, I, I love talking about, I've, I've, this show is so broad because one week I'll talk about, you know, the structure of the European Football League and then the next I'm talking about collegiate draft picks for the NFL. I mean, I talk, I think and talk about it too much. And so sometimes when I say to people, I've got a podcast on sports, they immediately hit me with the, oh, I, I don't like sports. Which right. is a real, real conversation starter, by the way. But <laughs> besides that, there's this, this, it's an element of like fear or panic that I see in people's eyes when it's like, oh, I don't know about that or I, I don't understand that and I, I don't get it. I, don't talk to me about it. Oh, for sure. Because I've listened to your podcast and there was one particularly about European football. And I was like, I have no idea. I had no idea this was going on when you were talking about the how what was being dissolved i forget the super league was yes. being created and dissolved ultimately yeah. i i had i was like i have no idea what this is right and and i know that there's so many people that care about it i mean there's like i think you should do an episode about nascar because i know yeah. nothing about nascar me neither i'm curious about and that. it's the most popularly watched show in the united states the sport We have you and I have talked about like I love comic books. You love the Dodgers, and you have said that you don't understand my love for comics. And I was like, I don't understand your love for the Dodgers. It's a game, and you're like they're made up characters. But and that's <laughs> and you're absolutely right. But uh, you know, I think whatever brings you to a different place. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's all about passing the time. And if you can't play it, watching someone else perform amazing physical prowess is incredible. I mean, that's why we love movies like John Wick or, or Captain America beating up Thanos, because we can't. And we love watching people do it. We love watching Keanu Reeves kill everyone because they killed his dog because we can't. And that... That, I mean, I think what he's doing is a sport. I mean, those things, those require physical prowess. It's, yeah, the, the, you can kind of conflate it because ultimately sport is to entertain, to play, to... Um... It is entertainment, though, because, I mean, if you go back all the way to Greece and all the way to Roman times, these amphitheaters were festivals and they had plays right before they had uh, a a chariot race or sometimes or vice versa they were all part of the same festival these these uh celebrations i know you I, I, you know we we both love history and i know that you you've done a bit of research into this can you talk about how players or how athletes have been revered in time sure um it's always been in greece it was about the ritualistic nature of the 
the sport and the and the game and then rome changed it into strength and endurance and wealthy romans would have these large playing fields it was it showed wealth if you had these gymnasia they were called which is where we get gymnasium from and they would hire athletes slaves to perform these these actions and then when they won when they were doing really well they would be rewarded and they would be showcased and you would go to the Colosseum to see you know Drusus Maximus kill everyone and it was always part of a holy sacrament so you know when you go it's very similar to now when after someone wins a game they thank God and everyone some people are like oh he's thanking God but that's that's an ancient thing it is always been for the gods and it was almost considered a sacrifice what the endurance you gave was for the emperor who was essentially deified it was for the gods and if you did really well you were you were considered to be touched by some divine uh being and i think that happens now like we still like when i, I remember when i saw joe montana at a bar and i lost my mind i thought it was the coolest thing and he th they do have like this this aura about them and maybe it's just manufactured by us but it's very similar to what the ancient greeks and romans documented i mean the the origins of sport essentially are one person versus one another in some sort of you know battle and then eventually there, there would be more rules defined on something and then there became referees referees come right. from Ro so, the roman empire right yes the so just like i mean it reminds me so much of of soccer and also i mean it happens in in i see a lot in baseball too but fans fighting each other and this is an old thing this happened there would be political conflict there would be just normal civilian conflict that turn into bloody battles outside of the stadiums between teams between team fans and what happened is that the later roman and byzantine empires instituted uh officials essentially referees to make sure that the games were fair to dissuade people from fighting each other because the like there's corruption in the games then and there's corruption in the games now we see it all the time nothing's changed i find that very funny and this is thousands of years ago i mean i i just i've never felt like i needed to beat someone else up because of a sports game and like when kansas city won the world series they when they won they burned down part of the city they burned cars they they flipped over stuff they broke property like that's insane and it's because of this joy and they were just like Aah! and i never felt that at all about a sport um i've never gotten that sad i remember you calling me you've done it a few times before <laughs> the dodgers won finally but you'd call me and you'd be on like the verge of tears just be like max they they always do this to me every year. They come so <laughs> close and they just let me down. And I've heard those and and, and I, I, I've consoled you, but I've never really understood it. I mean, I remember 
telling you that Kershaw had like a nine ERA in the postseason. You're like, well, that's just a, that's not, that's not cool, man. He has a nine ERA. <laughs> it's the postseason. It doesn't really matter. And the NL, the the National League is way more way more competitive than the American League. So you can't go into that. And I just be like, okay, man, that's cool. Yeah, Kershaw's the best in the postseason. <laughs> but you know, I think in in baseball it's a it's a very particular one because it's such an it's such a commitment to be a baseball fan is the truth. I mean, such a long season. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I talked to Derek about how I think NFL is a 12 month sport, but baseball is almost a 12 month sport as well. It's it. There's, there's never nothing going on in the baseball world, even when games aren't being played. And so it becomes, it's, 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 it's again, it's identity really, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've followed this team. I've committed, I've committed to this team. I feel a part of the community of it. And so I, I care. And it's the constant going of it and then when they won and and a couple of weeks after they won i was i was i, I was like where's that golden feeling i thought i was gonna i thought i was gonna be like walking around with a halo over my head and everything's mm. just gonna be gone the truth is it's inherent in a sports fan to want more to always to, i, I want to win again i want to win again also i want to win another world series when there's not a global pandemic going on and i can actually hug a random dodger fan like that'd be great right but then yeah. the other part of it is it, it just keeps going. It is a pastime. It's about, you know, it's not about what have you done. It's about what have you done for me lately with a lot of these baseball players. But you have to recognize the achievement and the completion of something. And there was a success and there was a moment and we got to enjoy it. But then it's on to the next game. It's on to the next season. Always. In the, but, inherently in a sports fan, you're just always thinking about next year. Because I, I'm a big Bills fan. I mean, I've, ne I've never liked football until this year. Um, but I've always been a Bills fan because I was raised that they're really the only New York team because the New Jersey Giants and the New Jersey Jets play in Jersey. But the Bills, and they always weren't great. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch football. It's COVID. I'm home every Sunday. So when they, did, when they, they got very far, they were top four. I was very happy with that. I was very proud of them, but I know some Bills fans were just so miserable after that. They were so upset. I mean, you had Derek on your show. He was very upset that they lost. Um, but I mean, I was just, I loved watching them climb. And when I was just sad the season was over, that's all. Because it's just like in baseball, when the season's over, I mean, I think that's how you feel. You just always want to, you always want to root for more. And that's just like life. You always want more. And I think, I guess you could say that every single game of a sport is a small representation of life. There's this hope. There's a strategy, a way to get it. And sometimes you'll be down by a lot. And then it's just one swing of the bat when you have a f uh, bases loaded and the game has changed. Your life has changed. So, and it's all about luck. It's all about being in the right place, the right time. It's the right swing. It's the right throw. So I think that's why we love, that might be why we love sports so much. Because it gives us hope. I think what you're also talking about, and I think this is an interesting kind of thing about fandom. It's it's actually just about identity. I I agree. I think you should only root for one team your whole life. If you just if you're a Yankee fan and then you move to uh, uh, Texas, you shouldn't suddenly be a Rangers fan. You can but, like the team, but that's not your origin. It's not a part of your no, identity. You, I no, mean, these things are inherent, like identity in a way. 
And you shouldn't and, be. And if you're a Yankee fan, you shouldn't suddenly become a Mets fan, which is kind of what happened with my with my dad. I've, I've seen it happen. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I took you to City Field uh, and you were like, Max, I I knew Max the Yankee fan. <laughs> yeah. And now you're taking well, I mean, him to City Field. We're in a, a, a the Miller family. I thought we were a Yankee family here. I just I grew up with. There were Mets pennants and there were Yankee pennants in in my home, and I never really thought about it until you know Jeter left and the Yankees started to suck. And then all of a sudden, my dad was only watching Mets games when they started to do really well. And I remember saying, like, Dad, like this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like the Mets. I was not raised this way. But you know what he told me? He he has a very interesting view on sports. He said, I just want a good game. I can't watch the Yankees anymore. And when I was a kid, I mean, they had the Dodgers, the New York Giants, and the Yankees. There was three baseball teams. And he said his dad would take him to any game that he could get his, uh, his hands on the tickets. So... He was just a New York fan, and he just always enjoyed watching a good game. I still think that's kind of baloney, but but you know, I mean, I also just don't like Yan the new Yankee Stadium. I like City Field a lot more. I we I hate cl I think clubs are so stupid, but my dad won those tickets to the Hyundai Club, and uh, oh my God, it's you get unlimited peanuts, unlimited <laughs> hot dogs. I mean, it's an event. It's a baseball game. It's not just about the game. You just you just have so much fun, and City Field is just a better place to to do that than Yankee Stadium. I think uh, Seinfeld in his most recent comedy special kind of just talked about you know how everyone was there in the audience there to watch him, and they're all just there to kill time. They got there, they got to get there. You know? And sometimes life feels like you just it's just event after event that's just there to kill time. And in a way, sport is the ultimate pastime. I mean, they, they call baseball America's pastime. And right. I think it is a way to entertain ourselves, to maintain uh, uh, an order of success and failure and recognition of competition, but it's ultimately just about identity and passing time. It's yeah, that simple. I mean, baseball was invented maybe by Abner Doubleday. That's what they say. But I mean, it was invented during the Civil War and it was for the troops so that they could they could pass the time. So they just weren't dilly dallying. And it also kept everyone from uh, deserting. The desertion rate went down because of baseball, because they would look forward to playing the next game. So if I were to ask you now, do you like sports? What would your answer be? Yes. But I, it's not my life. Hmm. And I think I have a very healthy relationship with sports. I'll say that. I, I, I just, I don't want it because I can't say, I don't think I can say I love sports. I do. I feel like I do, but... I'm not going to call someone and be like, man, this team didn't win. I'm so upset. They let me down. I'm never going to do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't, I don't love them, but I do think that they, it, you, you'd be, I think anyone is lying if they say that they don't think sports are a part of their life, how small it is. It definitely is. And this is where I do agree with your dad. And I, and you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of sports. So I'll watch the major event, even if my team is in it regardless. But I think that 
what the the truest thing and the best thing about sport is is great competition true fair even competition and that's what excites me in any setting it's true competition captures my imagination in a way and i i love the structure of sport and i think that you know it, it's a game that where the rules designate how things are done and i think that in a way in society we're always creating rules for ourselves of how to do things and what can be done and what can't and so in a way it's like it's it's a it's like you said before it's a it's a fraction it's a piece of the human existence it's a piece of life and so in a way to say you don't like sport is like saying you don't like life <laughs> right i mean everyone loves competition and and on that what you said everyone uh, fair you like fair competition i think everyone likes fair competition because even like when daryl strawberry and A-Rod, they were getting booed in their home stadium because of the when it came out that they were essentially cheating, taking performance-enhancing drugs. Everyone hates a cheater, even if it's on your own team. I think that's what true fans really care about. Except when the Patriots, when it came out that they were deflating <laughs> balls, it seemed like it seems like all the Patriot fans were totally fine with it. Yeah, just shrug that one off. It's fine. And every... Deflated? It. Wow. Ah. <laughs> it's Brady. But yeah, I mean, like, I also now... I've never hated Brady, but now I actually really... I do like him a lot. Just because he can show... He shows that he can do anything. Um, there's some people like, oh, you screw him. No, I mean... It, He's the, we're never going to see someone like him ever again, I don't think. And that's that's what's cool to me. I think that if you don't like sports, you, you there has to be some acknowledgement of the amazing physical abilities that these people have. Absolutely. Which is also tied in with their mental ability. Like Tom Brady, before that Super Bowl win with the Buccaneers, he texted almost every single one of his teammates and he said, we're going to win on Sunday. We're going to win on Sunday. Yeah. That mental fortitude, that mental strength. They might not be better than the other team, but they were there that day and they were going to compete in a way that they weren't going to lose. That is an incredible display of human ability. Right. Period. And, and, if, you, and if you like, I mean, The Last Dance, the documentary about mm. Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, People that don't, quote unquote, don't like sports loved that show. Yep. They loved it because it's an amazing story. And it's just like Rocky or Creed. Those Everyone loves sports movies. They're, they always do well. And people that don't like sports love watching them because everyone likes watching someone rise from the bottom and go to the top. Obviously, I'm not going to be I'm not going to move on from this conversation and then in my life be incredibly pedantic because like what's fun about that? So when somebody looks at me and says I don't like sport, I'm not going to be like, well, you don't technically like anything then. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to split into that. But like, do you think there is anyone that can I mean, I, people can say it of anyone can say it. But is there anyone that can truly mean it? Because when you when you start when I start thinking about it, I, I almost think of sport as entertainment and a form of entertainment, a form of pastime, you could even, you could, I mean, when you really start going there, you could be like reading as a sport, maybe even following comic books and, and the, and the continuation of all of that is in a way, a, a sport of keeping, you know, all of that going. Is there anyone that could say that? I mean, I was thinking maybe a monk could be like, I don't like sports, but then right. even the, a vow of silence 
takes incredible physical ability. So I that's think, a sport in itself as well. I actually have I I I have a tiny story about that. I there was this girl in high school. She was an exchange student. She came from a different country, and she was an amazing musician. She they didn't. She never had a TV. She's never watched a TV ever. The first time she saw a TV was at school. Crazy. Very sheltered life. Very nice, but. Um, I mean, we had to go to PE. She had never like held a ball before. She didn't know who the Yankees were. She didn't know anything about American sports, let alone sports in general. Um, But I remember seeing her practice the violin and wanting to be the best in the world is what she said she wanted to be. And the amount of sweating and all of this stuff that she went through. And I remember when she was auditioning for Juilliard and, and Manus, and she was always practicing and going nuts about it because there is this need to be competitive and be the best in anything. And I've never, and I really think that she played the violin like it was a sport. Hmm. Yeah, I wanted to get into that. Do you, do you believe that being a musician is almost a? It's like being in a sport is is a form of sport. I think that I mean, there's a valid think, argument that it is. I think I mean I mean definitely if you I mean if you just think about even musicals I mean the dancers the stuff that they do is mm. insane. Um, but also I mean being in a band and playing gigs and stuff I mean you. I I've never not been exhausted after a show. There's an extreme amount of rehearsing and practicing, just like I would imagine you'd practice plays over and over again with your team, like you practice with your band. And I've, I mean, I've cut open my hand on my guitar. I mean, you, there's, you get anything that you put extreme thought in and care in is definitely going to take. It could go under that umbrella. The the biggest thing, the biggest thing, that I think makes it different is that you could say art breaks too many rules for it to be a sport. Cause you know, a sport is defined by the rules that are within it and they're the kind of a, the ability within something. So they're, it's, it's defined by sub- rules. It's also somebody... very subjective. You can't, you go, right. I mean, if you had like a, I mean the battle of the bands, I wouldn't call that a sport. I mean, that's very subjective. You'd have to really like that song or, I mean, you could say that they were tighter or whatever, but in, in sports, there's usually a very hard, fast, that person won because they had more runs or they had more touchdowns or points. I mean, I guess it, I guess you could say like diving and gymnastics, that's all rated. That is kind of subjective, but mm. I still consider those sports. Is gymnastics an art? I, I would say it is. Yeah, that's the other part of it. I would call most sport art. Yeah. There is something inherently artistic about a way a starting pitcher throws a ball, how Cristiano Ronaldo calls the football into the top left corner of the post. I mean, Da Vinci would be obsessed with, with baseball and, and, and football and the way they just move their bodies. Mm. Sport is artful. Yeah, that's, that is the interesting crossover, art and sport. Well, we've, yeah. the philosoph the American Brit philosophical coffee house is brewing some great coffee today. My, it's goodness. a lot of stuff. It's I mean, really broad, isn't it? It's quite a thing. And but what, what I think what we can say is that sports is definitely a part of our lives, and it's not going anywhere. 
I think more people are connected to it than people that are not. And and I will say, you know, when you talk about golf being a game versus a sport, I think that anything that requires a 100 mile per hour physical motion, like a golf swing, makes it a physical enough activity to consider it a sport. What do you think is the least physical but still remain sport? <laughs> Curling? <laughs> the um, brushing? I'm sorry, they're brushing it. They're brushing their asses they off. They are. Really they are. They really are. Maybe archery, but even then, I mean, it's hard it's to a, say. It's a strong drawback. You got to. Have you ever tried to? Have you ever tried to uh, shoot an arrow before? Yeah, from the proper... I sucked at it. It's um, so strong. It's so that's really physical. I, I've put a little thought in this. What do you think? Darts. Darts is a game. Darts is a sport, man. There is a huge darts league. There is a huge darts league within the. They, they televise darts in the UK. It's they, huge. They televise Overwatch, the video game. That doesn't mean it's a sport. They call it esports. This, this is another thing. Esports now. You know, it is funny you say. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we bring that up because I was playing this game the other day, and I, I wear a Fitbit. And after I played for about an hour, my Fitbit automatically logged a workout because my heart rate got so high while I was playing the game. I burned like 300 calories. But that's not a sport. It can't, you can't consider it. I mean, maybe it's on ESPN too. Competitive and physical in nature. Well, it's not necessarily that physical, but clicking a mouse, I guess, is is now a a form of sport. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, my friend puts powder on his hands when he plays games because his hands sweat so much like how how disgusting is that like can that's you an a, that's I, an athlete at work I that's an at his, athlete at work i looked at his controller and it, there was like white pat like it was like white and i was like why what's that what's happened and he's like oh i put powder in my hands before i before i play for a game that's dedication can we just figure out one thing that is is walking a sport I think for some people it is. It can speed be walk, quite. Speed it walking? can be difficult. Speed well, walking? I don't know, man. Those guys look like they are trucking. Have you seen them? With they're moving. Wiggling? They're yeah, wiggling. They're, they're, everything. they're going at like a oh, nice 13, 14 miles an hour. Yeah, they move. I remember there was one. Uh, was it the last Olympics? The amount of rain that was going on the day that they were doing the speed walking, it was like torrential. And these guys are just going. They're wiggling and they're going. And these guys were neck and neck in the pouring rain. I don't know. Like, I've never seen anyone walk like that. Um, But I mean, I guess it's a sport. I would, I guess. If they did it in like a tunnel, like a wind tunnel or like a turbine, then it would go crazy. Extreme speed walking. Where you're in like a, uh, yes. where you have things flying at you, like suddenly a ton of sand but comes here, at you. Here's the thing though. I think that if you ever like speed walked, raced against like the gold medal of, of the Olympics, well, you would feel smoked. like you suck at, you'd feel like yeah. you suck at walking. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. that's awful. Um, yeah. Well, I can't <laughs> wait to have you back on for the speed walking championships of 2021. I think- <laughs> you are officially the speed walking correspondent uh, they they go you know what i actually think i'm gonna watch some speed walking clips now because that's that's the look, real look, deal. i was looking for a laugh and now i found your ne- i found your new sport there you go. Yeah. max i really appreciate you having this conversation with me i found this fascinating and the the philosophical coffee house is now closed <laughs> uh you can take your takeout cup and head out thank you um, for having me 
It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Max. No problem. Thanks again to Max Michael Miller for joining me on the podcast. You can follow him at the real Max Miller on Instagram. Don't get bogged down with all those fake Max Millers. They're the worst. You may have noticed that the music was a little different today. That's because Max put his touch on the podcast theme and tracks. So be sure to follow Max on Instagram to check out some more of his music. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. You can follow me at AABritPod on Instagram and Twitter. And for the All American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, I'm your host, Johnny McEwen. Until next time, take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.